never fell on a treadmill. Never fell on a treadmill. But you can fail on an escalator going up. If you fell, if you fall on an escalator that's going up, then even if you are stagnant for a moment, even if you are not going up voluntarily, you will still go up because you're on an escalator. But if you fell on the treadmill, you'll fall down and go down. So the question is, how do you fell up? How do you fell on an escalator? And the best way to do that is one, is to understand that you have a purpose. How's it going, everyone? Thank you for tuning in to this episode here on the Unlimited Power Show. Today, I have the absolute pleasure of introducing to you yes, Jeff Noel. Hey. Um, hey. How's it, how are you doing today? Today is a fantastic day. It's the Monday after Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the leftovers are slowly leaving, but we got some left in the fridge. Yeah, so, so, I know there's food for me waiting when I get home. So, it's a good so, day. You see, you're here right now. We're supposed to be talking about the path to greatness, <laughs> and this man is talking about food. You got to talk about food. Right? You need so, it to survive. Holiday season. I love it. Yeah. Love the holidays. What do you like most about the holidays, Jeff? Um, I mean, this is going to sound cliche, and I hate sounding cliche, but it's really the family mm -hmm. because I love being around people who I know love me. Um, when you're with family, it's not a transactional relationship, mm -hmm. uh, but it's genuine, pure love, laughter, you're able to speak about memories. So I just love being around people who I care for deeply and I know who care for me. That's what's up. And then I, those are the moments I would say like to remember. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, those are the moments to cherish. And every, every holiday weekend, you need to have, a, you need to add at least one more inside joke to the repertoire. Right. So. <laughs> You know, the uncles will get you down on that. Yeah. <laughs> so what is the Unlimited Power Show about? It's about helping you grow to your best self by bringing people that's either A, in the process of growing towards a certain passion, mm -hmm. goal, or purpose, or B, someone who's gotten to a level of great success and ready to share their wisdom. But either ways, whatever part of the journey that you're in, yeah. it still matters. And that's what we want to do today is to urge you to get on your pathway to greatness. Yeah. So one thing I always say, Jeff, is that I don't do introductions. Mm -hmm. I allow you to introduce yourself in the best short, sweet, and um, way that you can. So why don't you tell us a little bit more about you, Jeff, as a kid? You know, mm -hmm. just like a young kid going around eating Thanksgiving meals. <laughs> how was how was that? Uh, so Jeff, as a kid, yeah. Um, man, sometimes I wish I can go back because in those days. We played a lot of N64, mm -hmm. like N64, um, and nothing deep, just yeah. like a regular kid playing Super Smash Bros. Mm -hmm. uh, so if you ever want to play N64, mm -hmm. I got you. you I, know. I really don't play games. I kind of suck. Okay. I, I mean, I, too, yeah. I admit it now. And then, so, <laughs> But anybody, any of his listeners who want to see yeah. me on the sticks, I got you. Because um, I still have, the, uh, still have the, the movements from elementary school. Um, but as a kid... I was, I was never the best kid. Like I remember I went to Gratney first, um, Gratney Elementary School, and in the second grade, I actually got kicked out of the school due to bad behavior. Wow. Like, you gotta be real bad. Like, kids that age are already 
not well behaved, uh -huh. but you just got to be terrible to get kicked out. Um, mm -hmm. And then that's when I went to Hubert O'Simley because they just built the school that year. So I came in halfway through the year. Um, and I, I would say growing up, I never really had a box. I never really had a place where I was able to fit in. I was never the smart kid. Mm -hmm. I was never athletic. Um, I was always funny. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but That's I was good. never the funniest until right. I got to high school. Um, uh, okay. <laughs> and by whose metrics? Oh, oh, oh. We, we, listen, we, we measured it. There was, a, <laughs> there was a time where myself and two of my best friends, we were, this is after we graduated, but yeah. we were having an argument on who's the funniest. So we literally went through our phone and, <laughs> and called every single one of our friends yeah. and asked the rate who was the funniest. And guess who won? <laughs> All right, Mr. Noel. Yeah, so at high school, I became the funniest. But in elementary school or middle school, that was never the case. I was never the tallest, um, never the strongest. Um, so if someone um, were to see me growing up, they would just see an unimpressive kid. Mm -hmm. Like just another cog in a big machine in a big world, just another human walking around. Um, but thankfully, that's not the case anymore. Mm -hmm. So what you talked about a kid, we haven't gotten to know what you do and who you are, what okay. you stand for. Okay. So why don't you give us a quick little two-minute overview of like what you're doing now and what are you uh, all about? Yeah. Um, so right now I'm doing many things. Mm -hmm. um, currently I'm getting my master's degree at Florida International University. Mm -hmm. It also stands for FIU. Yep. And some say FIU stands for the finest institution in the universe. But I can't say that because I'm oh, inside. That, that's a, that's right a long haul yeah, institution, <laughs> man. Y'all pushing it. <laughs> I mean, but I'm again my master's at FIU. I currently serve as the president of the student government, um, so that's a very um, exciting um, position because I'm always I'm always out there trying to help. Um, usually, when I'm in public, I don't introduce myself as a president, but I introduce myself as a chief servant. Mm -hmm. Because that's what, that's who I am. I'm supposed to be the first person um, in the line of fire, the first person ready to serve, the pers first person ready to give. Right. Um, so I serve as president. Um, also, um, I, I'm the founder of an organization called Barbershop Speaks. Um, and Barbershop Speaks is based on the idea that people don't go to barbershops for haircuts, but they go for conversations. Mm -hmm. So essentially, we host um, intelligent discussions inside barbershops and beauty salons. Um, another thing I started um, with a friend of mine named Joshua Sonatis. Mm -hmm. um, it's called Lane Leaders Accelerating National Excellence. Um, so by virtue of me being president, I have access to presidents from around the country. And what I decided to do was I went to high school students and I asked them, hey, what is it that you want to know about college? Because right. a lot of students, they don't have mentors, they don't have people to go to, they don't have any direction on what to do after high school. And obviously one of the best paths, not the only path, but mm -hmm. one of the best paths to take is to go to college. So what we did was we interviewed um, university presidents from around the country um, to answer those questions um, and, and then put everything on a website. Um, so we is called laneedu.com. Mm -hmm. um, you can find, um, right now we have over 30 presidents on the site, Inclu presidents included from Harvard University, from Rutgers, from Clemson, um, from Purdue, um, and just universities like that from around the country we have um, in our database, so high school students can have more access. Um, and last but not least, um, also, I'm also an author. 
Um, so I wrote this book, uh, Powerful Presenting. Thank you. Powerful Presenting. Got to go wave it up. Got to wave the it. Got to wave you it. Which camera it. I got to show it to? This one. This one, one for the Facebook Live people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I wrote a book called Powerful proud. Presenting, um, How to Overcome One of the Nation's Greatest Fears. Because part of what makes me successful is I'm a great public speaker. Right. Like, that's one of the ways that I was able to capture the hearts of many people um, to bring me into the position I am as president. That's part of the reason why Barbershop Speaks has been so successful is because I didn't, I don't have, I didn't have the money to hire a host to come mm -hmm. in and host those <laughs> um, meetings inside Barbershop. So I you, had to do it myself. You became the orator. I became the orator. So I had to become a phenomenal speaker. And now that people see that in me, now that people see that, hey, that he's a great speaker, but I'm afraid to speak, people started asking me how can they become a more effective presenter. Mm -hmm. um, and that's the reason I wrote this book, is so I can help the reader, so I can help them overcome that fear of speaking. But then it's not only overcoming the fear of speaking, because people who's not afraid to speak in public, mm -hmm. there's people who's like that, but when they speak in public, they speak in public badly. Mm -hmm. So it's how to be effective as a speaker once you overcome that fear. Mm -hmm. So that's also what I wrote about in the book as well. Mm -hmm. so, that's what's up. That's just 20% what I do. Yeah. So would that be that's twenty percent of what you just do? Just twenty percent. You don't want to give. So too what's hundred percent the reason you do it? The hundred percent the reason that I do it. Yeah. I feel as though that I was born with a purpose. Like, as I, as I spoke to you off camera, um, growing up, I was never that kid. I was never that guy. Like that's the guy. Mm -hmm. But I always had a tug on my life. I always had something that was pulling me, something that's, that's, that's drawing me close. Like I, I got, some people, they, they could wake up and they could say, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do today. Um, and then they'll look, up, they'll look up events online or some people wake up, they say, mm -hmm. man, um, I don't know what career I want to pursue or I don't know what, you know, people, yeah. there's a lot of people who, they have a lot of options. They, they're looking at different paths. But me, I always felt drawn to a path. I always felt drawn somewhere now i don't have i don't have the full picture on who exactly i will be or will do in the future right but i always felt a tug in the direction and i felt and i feel through god's grace that i'm going in that direction mm -hmm. um in the direction of, of speaking and encouraging others and uplifting people and letting people know of their royal status letting them know that they're kings and queens mm -hmm. like I, i'm on that pathway of purpose Purpose. purpose. I believe that when you find purpose, mm -hmm. you find practices to match such purpose. That's like good. you say, you have Barbershop Speaks, you have your book, you have all the movements that you're doing to empower and uplift people because it aligns with a specific purpose. Exactly. Um, so with that being said, how important do you think purpose is in, in people in, in our lives and why should we try to like find it? How do we find that? Yeah, I mean, purpose should be the center of our lives because when you, this is what I believe. I don't believe that you go out and you'll find a purpose outside. Yeah. I believe that you find that purpose within. I believe that you are actually born with the purpose that is imbued in you at your conception. So if you are born with purpose, then you're not going to find that person, that purpose somewhere else. God has already given it to you. 
And the reason, and the, by virtue of you being born with a purpose, that means that you have a mission to complete. That means that something must be done while you are here. And it is up to you to find that within and then to take action on what you find and go and do it. So I believe that purpose should be the center of our lives. Now, we're human. Right. <laughs> we're human. We're not going to spend 24 hours a day like, how am I going to achieve this no matter what? No, you're going to have fun. Yeah. You're going to you're going to go out. You're going to do things that may that it may seem like it has nothing to do with your purpose, but that's all right. That's okay. But as long as you know that there's something that you should be living living for. Like there's something that's beyond you that's greater than yourself that that's out there that you could grasp that you literally could achieve that you literally could reach. That's what's up. So purpose is like in the light, right? And then mm. sometimes you you kind of hinder from purpose. Yeah. The ramifications of that means that you're not living your, to your potential. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So we have a lot of people, um, including myself, at certain times in my life where I, real, I understood my purpose and my capabilities, but I was living underneath it. So it kind of mm. like had an internal battle uh, mm. between, oh, I need to get there because I'm already there, but I'm here. So that in itself is tearing people apart. Yeah. Did you and yourself and your experiences, did you experience like a, a internal conflict? Mm. And tell us more like in detail what type of internal conflict that was and how you overcame it. Yeah, I mean, the conflict has always been within me. Should I listen to the voice that's, that's telling me I have purpose? Mm -hmm. Because I know many people, they don't think like me. Most people do not think like me. Right. Most people are not willing to sacrifice what they have today for a greater tomorrow. And because most people are like that, there's that human instinct to be a part of that group because we're social beings. Mm -hmm. We innately want to be a part of the group where we feel the most safe, mm -hmm. right? And safety was never in purpose. Mm -hmm. That was never the safest place to go. The safest place to go was always with everyone else, following the path that was already um, beat for you, following the path that was already drawn for you. That has always been the safest place to go. Mm -hmm. And the internal battle was, should I feel safe or should I put myself in danger? Mm -hmm. Should I risk it all? Because there was a point where when you know, I, was, I was in college, this was after high school, I was in college, I was doing what I was supposed to do. Everyone right. said graduate, go mm -hmm. to college. Mm -hmm. um, so after high school, went straight to college, a couple weeks right after. I was in college for a year, and then I dropped out. Um, and I dropped out, and I because I felt like school wasn't for me. Right. I felt like I could become my own boss. You know, people say don't get a job because job stands for just over broke. Mm -hmm. uh, so I was like, I don't want to just over broke. Um, so I dropped out and I started my own business. And of course, there was a lot of internal um, battle in that. Um, I started my own business, and I thought that I would be successful. I thought that this is the business that's going to retire my parents. This is the business that's going to- And what was that business? Um, it was called Noel's Healthy Living. Mm -hmm. um, so it was basically, I was selling um, healthy products and I had my own storefront and everything at the age of 18. Um, so I was thinking like, this is this is it. I'm gonna become stupid rich, like mm -hmm. slap your mama rich. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's how rich I thought I was gonna get. Um, but the business failed. Yeah. Within four months, four months, bond, it failed. 
and I was on my butt. I wasn't in school. You know, I was lost. Right. So I just started working. I didn't want to work. Yeah. I started working. I didn't want to go back to school. Um, and then. How did you feel when you was working? <laughs> like, I, mean, I, was, I was working valet. So the feelings were mixed. The reason mm -hmm. it was mixed was sometimes it felt good because I get to drive Mercedes, BMWs, mm -hmm. um, Lexus, life. Um, Bentleys. I drove a Tesla. Tesla was the best car I ever drove. So I was able to drive nice cars like that. Mm -hmm. But then again, bad because. I was basically working someplace that I didn't want to work. I didn't feel fulfilled. Uh, the people who would give me their cars to drive, yeah, I'll drive nice cars, but they didn't respect me. You wanted to own that car. Come on, man. You already uh, know. I already know it. <laughs> you know, they, they didn't respect me giving mm -hmm. me their keys. Um, so I didn't really feel um, comfortable, comfortable there. Um, I eventually got um, a new job that, that was, it was paying well. It was a, I was, you know, meeting a lot of phenomenal people. And this was good because, I mean, I wasn't in college. Um, I was working, I was making money, I had my own car. But I felt very comfortable though. Mm -hmm. I felt very comfortable. I was like, huh, this is good. You know, I'm vibing. But then that comfort began to disturb me. Mm. That comfort began to disturb me. I said, I feel too good right now. And I realized that I was not growing. And at that moment, I said, Jeff, you have to do something uh, you have to put yourself in a position that makes you uncomfortable. And it was around that time I was thinking of that. My brother, he sent a message in one of our group chats. Um, and the message said, the comfort zone is a beautiful place. But nothing ever grows there. Mm. And I was like, Jeff. Right, write it down right now. <laughs> I was like, Jeff, you're not growing. Yeah. You are not growing at all. So I decided I'm going to move out of my parents' house. I didn't know where. Mm -hmm. I didn't have an explanation. I just said, Jeff, you are moving out. And, and, and all that Haitian cooking? <laughs> you gonna leave it? And my mom, she, she know how to make, she know how to throw down. She know how to make good food. But yeah. I said, Jeff, you gotta move out. You're comfortable. Mm -hmm. And that tug, as I spoke to you about, yeah. that tug was like, this is the right thing. You had a gut feeling. Gut feeling. But then, you know, I'm Haitian, so you can't just move out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you gotta go yeah, back to school. You gotta go to school. So the reason why I decided to go back to school yeah. was because I needed an excuse to move out. So I applied for a college outside of. Um, I applied for a college in Orlando called Valencia College, and um, I told my mom and dad I was like, "Hey, listen, um, I'm going back to school, and when I go back to school, I want to start off fresh. You know, I want to be in a new environment, etc." Um, and they said no. <laughs> because they didn't want me to leave the house, oh, right, which right. is understandable. Uh -huh. At the, and they were like, oh, Jeff, you can just go to Miami-Dade College. You can just go back, um, resume. I was like, no, I want to move out. And school was that excuse. And when I went back to school, I realized that there was a lot that I was missing. There was a lot of opportunities that I didn't take advantage of. There was a lot of people that I could have met. Um, there's a lot of keys that I could have received that I could receive while in school. Um, and that's why I decided to stay there and graduate there and graduate my bachelor's from FIU and then now I'm pursuing my master's. Uh, but all of this was because I didn't follow the traditional path. Mm -hmm. I decided to go away. Mm -hmm. I decided to allow something else to win that battle. I decided to, for discomfort to win that battle. Mm -hmm. so. so you ever watch a movie and there's like characters in it 
think about if the plot went exactly as planned. Oh, yeah. How boring that movie would kind of be. Boring. Yeah. So I think it's like it's the same thing. Sometimes like the detours is what makes it exciting. Exactly. You know? The detours is is what makes it worth it. Exactly. So like you're saying, dropping out of school, you know, I've I've been involuntary dropped out of school. Uh huh. Plenty of times. Oh really? Um, mainly because like I was always focused on like building these new these businesses and these ideas, right? Yeah. And and I, I found school to be tedious and I wouldn't do my work. It's literally uh -huh. like Ed messed up. Yeah. Um, but it's really hard after failing to get back up, you know, to get back on a certain, especially when you hear all these different uh, opinions about college, like I shouldn't be in school because it's a waste of money. Yeah. What advice do you give to a college student right now? And how did you get that gut that I'm going to swallow my pride and I'm going to go back into school because this is, this is good for me. Even though I know I'm smart, I could be an entrepreneur, mm -hmm. but I'm going to do it. What made you make that decision and how did you come to it exactly? Hmm. So I'll say this. I'll provide um, a visualization mm -hmm. and then I'll tell you what I mean. Yeah. Never fell on a treadmill. Never fell on a treadmill. But you can fail on an escalator going up. Mm -hmm. If you fell, if you fall on an escalator that's going up, then even if you are stagnant for a moment even if you are not going up voluntarily you will still go up because you're on the escalator but if you fell on the treadmill you'll fall down and go down mm -hmm. so the question is how do you fell up how do you fell on an escalator and the best way to do that is one is to understand that you have a purpose um this goes back to the birth of purpose you have to know where you are going and then you have to put things in place so when you, when you fell for the first time, when you fell for the first time and no one knows you failed, mm -hmm. that's not good. People have to know that you've been going out to, people have, no, people have to know that you've been going out to become successful. For example, with Barbershop Speaks. Yeah. When I started Barbershop Speaks, I had no idea who would come, but I just knew I had a dope concept. I just knew that people would love it. I knew that it was important. And people began to come to the events and people began to learn my name through Barbershop Speaks. So even if I failed and never did another event again, people would still know who I am because of that direction I was heading in. But if I failed alone in the room by myself, then I would have no network, I would have no contacts, I would have no one to know who I am to help take me to the, to the next level. So you have to whenever you're going to achieve something you have to make sure that one you're taking others along with you and two you have to make sure that there's there's resources in place to make sure that even if you fail you still fail with something you still have something with you so just like failing forward or like if you get on the trend or the escalator like you said yeah if you get on a path like a wave, like if you were in an ocean or something, it will get you to your destination. Exactly. Whether you're, you're, you just gotta stay afloat though. Exactly. Just don't sink. Yeah. And like, it, yeah. Yeah. Like for example, with this book, like, <laughs> like even if someone read this book and didn't think it was good, mm -hmm. I still have a book. Mm -hmm. I'm still a published author. Right. How many people can say that they are published authors? How many people can say that they overcome, overcame their fear of writing? Because I never felt I was a great writer growing up. I always wanted, I mean, I always wanted to write something, but I never thought I was a great writer. 
I always thought that I would be laughed at. I always thought that people wouldn't care. And I always thought that I would have zero sales. I always thought that no one would pay attention, but I did it anyways. Mm -hmm. And now I have something with me for the rest of my life. Now I have, like, I don't need a resume anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, I can walk in and say, bum, right? right? Like, even if someone says, this is not the best book ever written, it's still a book. I'm still a published author. I have that something that's something I could add to my name. So you always have to do something to put yourself in a position to always be successful. So even if I die today, even if I die today as um, a student who didn't graduate with my master's and I don't really have any savings I could give to my family, they'll always have this. They always could sell this in my honor. They'll always have something that can be sold from generation to generation because I decided to leave something on earth for them. Thank you.